What's up? It's Chasing Points, episode 81. It's December 21st, 2022. I'm Sam. And I'm goddamn Brandon. Hello. Hello. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Brandon. Yes. What's up, man? You know, uh, shout outs to my uh, some of my favorite Jewish people, um, some very close, near and dear, some that I don't know. Shout out to y'all. Um, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hopefully there's a white Christmas for once, even though I hate snow. Happy Kwanzaa. All that good stuff. Least Navidad. Same thing. You know, just getting got to hit all markers here, you know, got to get into the spirit, man. Got to get all of them. Uh, shout out to you and, and our uh, a good friend Harrison for for holding it down last week while I was uh, out for the count. So I appreciate that, my friend. He's got his voice back. I'm back. No, dude, seriously, I had I could not speak. I know we did not physically speak to each other, but I I was thankful. I words were hard. I was very thankful. I didn't get to hear your voice. I was I was praying it was going to be another week. Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. Well, I texted you yesterday. (laughs) That's what. All right, listeners, really weird exchange happened yesterday. It still bothers me. (laughs) I text this this idiot that i'm staring at through this zoom call i text them maybe like 11 a.m yesterday and i'm like yo we good for tomorrow and he's like yes question mark like why wouldn't we be i don't know it's like a couple days before christmas we got a lot going on we got family obligations significant podcast comes first always man but i was saying to my wife uh last week i was before i told you that i i had to tap out like I can't even like listen to myself right now. I don't know why any listener, especially Brandon, would want to listen to me. Oh, that so, would have been great. That would have been great yeah. content. You should have brought your ass on here, and I would have definitely made fun of you the whole podcast. And it would have just added to it, and people probably would have had a lot of replay value. Like, why is Brandon going at Sam like this? And I'd be like, I don't know. It was just fun, you know. He can take it. I uh, I was thinking of just silently being on the. The recording and not saying anything just intimidate you by just staring at you the whole time okay harpo but but i've thought of better ways to spend my uh two hours on tuesday but <laughs> nonetheless speaking of better ways uh dude i know i say this like th- when we talk about the nfl every week but like this had to be like the wildest nfl week of the season all these come from behind wins these game-winning drives uh just re ridiculous uh coaching uh decisions being made on saturday sunday great game on tuesday uh thursday night where the niners won the nfc west i mean it was it was a great couple days of football we're certainly gonna break that down winners and and losers we got our picks brandon's got his power rankings we're gonna dive into the nba changes in the power rankings changing big changes a lot going on right now so uh let's just dive into it man winners and losers Brandon, as always, you go first. Uh, Okay, well, the first winner is, as you mentioned them just a second ago, is the Niners. I didn't watch the game. I didn't need to watch the game. I really haven't been invested in other teams except for teams that affect my team's trajectory, and the Niners really don't. Um, So I do want to see what they're doing. Uh, because it's somebody that uh, my team is eventually going to have to play. But I did not watch this game. But the Niners keep winning. 
And I wanted to give them a huge shout out because it's a plug and play offense and their defense is absolutely ridiculous. And it's hard. It's going to be hard to see teams beat them with that stout defense. Uh, It's going to be hard for teams to pass up on D'Amico Ryans next year for a head coach. Uh, Love D'Amico Ryans, former Eagle as well. Um, but did most of his work when he was with the Texans. Uh, absolute problem there. Um, it was him, J.J. Watt, which is J.J. Watt, and I forgot who the other one is. Brian Cushing was Brian the other. Cushing yep. was on that team. Yeah, yeah. so uh, was a stout, somewhat defense. It's crazy to think of that team that the Texans had at that time. But, um, yeah, I just love they what the Niners are doing right now. I love, I love good de- defensive play, uh, and they are just – they're peaking right now, and it doesn't matter again who their quarterback is. Sam and I can essentially be their quarterback, which would probably lose them multiple games. But um, I'm gonna I'm throw at least one touchdown. I'll tell you that much. Um, but you yeah, think Niners. you could throw? You think you could throw an NFL touchdown? I do. If you played on the 49ers right now, mm-hmm. I do against the worst defense in the league. You think you could throw a touchdown? Absolutely. I love your confidence, dude. I do not. It's not going to waver. I, I have the utmost confidence in myself. Throwing a touchdown. Now, I know you could run for a touchdown. Yeah, I didn't I've say. You, I know first you off, do that. First off, you throw see, for a touchdown. Exactly. But see, this is where my brain in my superiority comes in. You said throw <laughs> a touchdown. I could get all the way down to the one yard line and throw a touchdown. I could throw a touchdown. I didn't see you didn't say I had to throw the length of the field or anything like that. I can no, I mean like you're uh, I, I didn't give there? you like the 10 yard line, like nickel and dime, Sam. Yeah. Nickel and dime. I can do it. My arm um, strong enough to do that, but if you're asking me to throw more than 40 yards, like West happening. Coast offense, like dink and dunk it down to the mm-hmm. we can yeah. run a little play action. I'm not I saying you have to drive the field. I'm just saying, like, I'll, I'll give you the the, the no, I want zone. to drive the field. I want I want that challenge. I want it all, Sam. Jeez. Confidence. You got to call up our boy Mike Rob and start uh, see if you got some eligibility to to go back to him. <laughs> I I I I don't need to go there. I just have to go and uh, train for the off season and then try to go try out some camp and then see what happens from there. Should be good. We'll see. I would pay your expenses if you just went. I know there. I remember like episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they go and try out for the Eagles. Like mm-hmm. I would. I would go with you to watch you try out for the Eagles. <laughs> I would do it. I, we would. I would hire a film crew. It would be a thing. I would totally be behind this. Don't challenge me with this because I will legit do it. Don't challenge me with this. <laughs> All right. To be continued. 2023 <laughs> is going to be our year, man. <laughs> anyway, the Niners. Yeah, dude. They're told. They're really good. I know. Uh, it looks like they made a big jump in your power rankings too. They were six last week. Um, yeah. They're they're really good. Kyle Shanahan's the man. You already mentioned the defensive scheme that they've had. I mean, and the the, the coaches they've produced on both sides of the ball, and they don't seem to waver at all. And uh, now they're on their third string quarterback, who was literally the last pick in the draft. And uh, you know they're winning football games. They're winning big football games. Like you know they needed to win that game to kind of push Seattle away and uh you know they're they're doing it so like, kudos to the niners man uh i uh i'm totally in on on watching them they're a fun team to watch and even without debo um they're still just you know a problem 
well, go to your next team because or go to your next winner because uh, you definitely text me about this team and say that they absolutely suck. Um, so I just yeah. want you to eat crow I, I, here, even though I agree with you because I'm going to eat crow with you. So, yeah, I know. I know this. I knew this was coming. So we're watching uh, separately, but watching the uh, Thursday afternoon or Saturday afternoon you, game. Technically, you were watching it. I was not available at that time. But yes, you were watching. So when I texted you around 2.30 when the Vikings were down like 30 to nothing and I was like, mm-hmm. the Vikings suck, you weren't watching? Okay, no, I wasn't well, watching. I could see the highlights on my phone and I kept I kept looking at it and I was seeing all the uh, yeah. Bleacher Report uh, pop-ups, the alerts, and telling me of how they're getting absolutely smacked. So I kept watching and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know what happens, but I'm not going to. Yeah, it was it was 33 to nothing going into uh, going into the third quarter. And then uh, they basically the Vikings went on a 39 to three run. It was insane. I didn't even see the end of it because I had planned Saturday night and uh, I'm uh, in a group text and they're like, what what's going on? And then I'm like tuning in on my phone and it's like just wild, like the jeff saturday led colts i really thought we're gonna take at one point the four now nine and one colts were playing the 10 and three vikings and i really thought that they were just the, the vikings just looked flat defeated get you know get us home you know don't want anything to do with this and then 39 unanswered points went into overtime um just or 36 you know unanswered points there i guess but um just wild game man it was it was uh to you know to see that turnaround is the biggest you know upset in nfl history and now you have maddie ice who's responsible we're on on the field for both the biggest comeback in super bowl history and the biggest comeback in regular season history and uh just not not what you want out of your quarterback and, and not what you want for your legacy maddie Matty Ice. Um, so, Melted yeah. Ice. Get his goddamn name right. Melted Ice. Is that it? Melted it. Ice. Well, that's a spoiler alert. Uh, mm-hmm. Colts are my loser. But uh, Vikings, man, they're really good at football. Uh, they just beat you a lot of different ways. Hawkinson and and obviously Justin Jefferson is making a run at MVP. Uh, and, well, the Hawkinson, know. the Hawkinson pickup is super underrated because this it yeah. was really low key. It happened. It was there. It wasn't really talked about. It, that was a phenomenal pickup by them. So I, I mean, I mean, look at the Lions. I mean, the Lions are still doing well without him right now. Uh, but yeah, you you get you get one of the better tight ends in the league, and you add it to an already. Uh, solid offense that allows you to have another weapon outside of Justin Jefferson. Oh, totally. And then we didn't even mention Dalvin Cook. I mean, of course, this team's really good. And, uh, you know, I uh, I did not believe in them in the preseason. I've come around. You've heard it over the last couple weeks. But, um, yeah, did not think they were going to win that game. And they did. So you, you got to win these kind of games. I mean, not to this extent that this is nuts, but, uh, you know, kudos to uh, rookie head coach Kevin O'Connell, because that's a that's a that's a big win for your resume, for sure. Speaking of rookies, um, not really. This is his second year, right? Justin Fields, second year. Yes, sir. So 
this young man is my winner. Now, they lost against my birds, but that was of no fault, really, of his, uh, outside of the fact of getting sacked, which still I don't believe is his fault. I mean, you can't, you can only do so much, but this man had, which would have been one of the greatest touchdowns I've ever seen in my whole entire life, called back because, well, not called back, it was called out of bounds uh, as he stepped out. Uh, but the way that the Eagles, he made the Eagles defense look on that play, uh, they looked like a peewee football team and they could not catch him. They had him dead to rights in the backfield for a loss. He broke that and damn near scored a touchdown. Uh, he, I'm sure, and, and my my nephew, I spoke to him about it. He's a Bears fan. One of my coworkers, shout out to you, Jack. Love you, guy. Uh he was texting me. He, he texted me. He said, uh, oh, look out. He was like, we're up 3-0 <laughs> because he's he's gone through the trials and tribulations as a, as a Bear fan. Uh, but we spoke after the game, and and he said, I really hope that our front office follows the br- blueprint of what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. And he said, because I think we absolutely have something. And I said, I don't think you have something. I know you have something uh, because of what Justin Fields can do. And he's just getting more and more comfortable and he's seeing and now he's playing to NFL speed. And what I mean by that is he's playing faster than NFL speed because of what he's doing. Um, he They just need to get him some weapons. And if they put some weapons around him and they get him a, a veteran wide receiver and over the offseason, he he really hunkers down on improving uh, like Jalen did. I don't think this young man is going to be stoppable. Uh, and, and that is scary. And and I remember you and I were talking earlier in a season. I said, I would love to see the battle of the ones. And then I later looked at the Eagle schedule and again, and I saw that they were playing each other. And I was like, this is a preview of the future right here between those two. And it was between those two, really. Obviously, it's a team game, but man, he's he's a talent. To bring up uh, bring up your Eagles right now, I know, I mean, big big news coming out of Philadelphia yesterday where uh, Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder. And of course, Nick Sirianni is not committing to either playing him or not on Saturday, but biggest game of the season for you guys on uh on Saturday against the Cowboys. Are you home for that? I, I don't. Uh, I will be home. Uh, you will be home. But, but the oh, Eagles they're will in not Dallas. be home. Yeah, uh, they will be in Dallas. I was supposed to go to this game. And Jalen has already flat out said that he'll be ready to play. And Nick Sirianni today said, I have no doubt with Jalen's work ethic and how he's built better than me and all of us in here, (laughs) what he was saying (laughs) to the media, that Jalen is going to do everything in his power to play. This game is not that big of a game to us anymore. And the reason why it's not that big of a game to us anymore is because of what the Cowboys did which was loose to the Jaguars. If they would have won that game, this would be a way bigger game, way bigger, especially if Jalen couldn't go. And then if the Cowboys were to win this game, they would have a chance of taking over the NFC East. But being that they lost to the Jags, the Eagles literally need to win one game to secure the number one spot in the first round by. So they just need to win one game. That's it. They don't really, it doesn't need to be against Cowboys. They have the Giants uh, one more game, and I forgot who the other team is that they play. Um, but they just need one more game. So I'm not really concerned, and I will tell you why later when we get into our picks too. All right. 
Well, if you're not concerned, uh, I'm still going to be concerned because <laughs> Jalen Hurts is really good. And, uh, he is. Uh, he definitely makes that team better. But, uh, you know, I've always liked Gardner Minshew. I, you know, he, you know, I he can complete passes at the professional level. He can, and, uh, you know, looks like, you know, with that receiving core and, and what your team has on offense may not skip too many beats with without Jalen in the lineup this week. But uh, my next winner is the Lions. I know uh, just mentioned them, but um, but just quickly, they beat the Jets on Sunday. The Jets kind of beat themselves at the end of that game. I will certainly get to that. But uh, <laughs> this team's like this team started like what they like one in six or something like that. And they've. Mm-hmm just knocked off six straight wins. Um, we were talking about Dan Campbell losing his job potentially a couple weeks ago or before this run. And, you know, they're just playing well. Jared Goff is looking like, you know, a, a above average NFL quarterback, who, you know, get com- driving the field, making passes. He's a sham. Jared Goff is a sham. I don't, okay. he does this. He does this quite frequently. He shows flashes of him being good. Sure. But he's a sham. I don't I never will ever believe in him. But you can continue. I just have to let you know he's a sham. Well, that's fine. I'm just, you know, he's I, I guess consistency is, you know, he's consistently inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but with um, you know, with some consistency, he, you know, probably would have been worthy of that first overall pick. Yeah. But just on, you know. On thir- uh, su- Sunday, 250 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you know, Jamal Williams saw the end zone. Uh, they uh, they had their way with with this defense at times, but mm-hmm. uh, just some some poor play calling on the Jets side, and uh, some d- bad decisions at the end there kind of cost them that game. But this is a big game for the Lions. They're in the playoff hunt, dude. Yes, they like, are. It's it's wild to to think that, but I I have to uh, certainly you have to feel good about the Lions, um, a team that that we've liked for for a couple of years now, and uh, you know they're certainly progressing and and showing that they're going to be around in the NFC for a while, just like this next team that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right there with with this team, and that's the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Jags. Uh... They've shown they are the true roller coaster team of the year for me because they have and shown flashes at the beginning of the season of what they could be and what we thought that they could be now that they have an adult in the room uh, with Coach Dougie P. Um, but now we've seen them take a huge dip and are starting to make a huge rise again. Uh, they they had a phenomenal win against the Cowboys, uh, and it was not a fluke. Um, the Cowboys' defense has been playing pretty terribly, and that's because they're missing some major defensive players, uh, if we're going to be fair here. Uh, but that still, you still play what you play with, and you don't make excuses. We're all They're all in the NFL. Uh, they're all capable of doing what they have to do, and the Cowboys could have won this game. But the likes of Micah Parsons looking so far ahead as to the Eagles and talking about Jalen Hurts might have seemed like they just overlooked the Jags as if they had it in the bag. Well, if that was the case, they had it absolutely wrong. 
I, I'm trying to remember what's the gentleman's name that had that absolutely went off that had 18 tackles, two picks, one for a pick six to close out the game. Um, I'm trying to remember his name on the Jags, uh, the corner. Um, damn it. You know his name, Sam? Um, anyway, I'll have you look it up while we're doing it. But uh, Trevor Lawrence is seemingly coming into his own uh, at this point in time. And I absolutely love what has been going on there uh etn uh, i wish he would be more consistent especially for fantasy purposes uh but etn has been going off as of late the the corner i'm talking about was Rashawn uh, jenkins. jenkins um which hmm. i absolutely nuts nuts what he did in that game uh but then you also had uh, from a defensive back is nuts what happened 18 tackles from an offensive back yeah, is yeah, nuts. It says it says so much. It really, really says so, so much. And uh I, I just I'm very, very proud of this team, especially Zay Jones, who who went off in that game as well, too. They get three touchdowns. Um this this team is is shaping up to be uh, the next young team of the future. So Duval for real that's a good one thank i like you. what you did there thank you um after going scoreless in the first four drives the uh cincinnati Bengals scored on six of seven possessions before ending the game with a pair of kneel downs they uh were 17-3 losing to the bucks at half and ended up winning 34 to 6 they went on a 34 rerun uh the Cincinnati Bengals team the Cincinnati Bengals are my my last winner of the week they're really good uh a you know again a team that I just mentioned started off really flat got you know didn't get down Joe Joe Burrow is like Mr. Cool it's just like nothing seems to rattle this dude and you have a hall of fame you have the best quarterback of all time on the other sideline who we've seen this year a couple times, you give him a handful of seconds and he's, you know, he'll win you any game. Um, but, you know, Joe Burrow's just just different. He's that dude. And he just led a team, uh, you know, to to a huge comeback. I mean, just week 17 in general was was just absolutely wild. As I mentioned at the top with with comebacks, the Vikings had the biggest comeback ever. The Bills had a walk-off field goal. The Jags had that pickoff uh, pick six uh, in overtime to win. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs had a walk-off touchdown in overtime. The Chargers had a huge 40-second uh, clutch drive to win a game. And and we'll get to the, you know, whatever the hell the Raiders, whatever that was called, um, the Raiders-Patriot game. It was a, a fun week. This was part of it. We get to see uh, Joe Burrow against the Patriots in Foxborough on Christmas Eve. That's going to be fun. Uh, so just, I, I like this Bengals team. I was on that bandwagon early last year and I'm still on it. Now there's room guys. This, uh, this team's really good and uh, we'll definitely be seeing them in, in the playoffs for sure. So they're my last winner of the week. All right. So just jump right into your first loser of this week. I have to look cause I forgot who, Oh, it's the, Oh, it's the Patriots. Mm. Mm -hmm. What they, uh, we could get into a lot of things in this game. Belichick versus his 
you know, former disciple in uh, Josh McDaniels. You could get into, uh, uh, you know, the, the quarterback play, a lot of different things. But, like, what – this is, you know, the uh, second send the game and you're returning, uh, you know, you're returning a kick. And Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, who I think played some quarterback, you know, he got this lateral from Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson, and I guess he just panicked and he was like trying to, you know, he said as much like I'm trying to do too much, but and then threw this crazy pass like, across the field and <laughs> ended up getting picked off by Chandler Jones, the former Patriot, and then Chandler just trucks Mac Jones <laughs> on his way to the game winning, you know, touchdown there, mm-hmm. pick six kick back whatever it was but bill belichick came up as a special teams coordinator special teams has always been a way that they have stolen games and have have won games and they've always just been a mentally sound team at least during the brady era and you're just you're seeing a lot of instances of that just completely slipping away and you know uh again jacoby you know, I understand. I can understand if Jacoby Myers wasn't expecting to get that lateral. So it's like, okay, we're going to, you know, not just end the clock and go into overtime. Let's try to do something here. But, you know, I, I could not, I would love to be in that locker room after that game to, if Bill even said anything to him, because uh, it really cost them. That was a huge game for them. Probably cost them playoff seating if they, you know, by, some chance if they're uh can make the playoffs here just boneheaded play just need to run out the clock there and and save it for another uh another quarter here and a just big loss for the patriots against the raiders in vegas on sunday uh loser for me is big bill um i have to to say since tom has left to me it's left Bill looking lackluster. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, prior to Bill Belichick having Tom, Bill really wasn't the most successful coach that we see now. He's risen to this stratosphere with Tom and the teams that they had in New England. Can we say that's fair, Sam? Sure. Yeah, I I don't. Are you going with the Bill needs Tom more than Tom nope. needs Bill? Nope. Okay. I'm not even going that, that route. I don't like that take. No, but that's not my take. I don't feed into that BS. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is. Bill with Tom. Was not able to. Draft and put people around to create a better team. And Bill, without Tom, still has not been able to draft and create and put more players around in certain spots that they need to to elevate. He's always been able to create a somewhat phenomenal defense, but the offense under Bill Belichick has always been not the greatest outside of Tom. And this is not, again, to Sam's point, it's not about Bill, Tom, nothing like that. It's I've watched their drafting when Tom was there. I watched their drafting when Tom has not been there. And offensively, 
they don't get anybody worth a lick outside of a Gronk and a Aaron Hernandez. Uh, outside of that, I can't really tell you who they've drafted uh, offensively that stands out to me. Those are the only two players that I can think of in the time of Bill being there that they've drafted uh, that stands out. And I also have seen a lot of terrible things happen under Bill's uh, tenure, and it's more exposed now than ever. I don't really know what goes from there, and I know he's already solidified and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for all that they have won. Uh, But I think this current version of Bill, I don't think it bodes well for his... uh, I guess you can say his uh, his resume. I just don't like what has been going on with with his teams and how his teams have been ran. I mean, we had the whole controversy throughout the offseason of who was going to be the, the damn offensive coordinator. And it's two people that are former head coaches that didn't do so great themselves. Uh, the decision making and, and, and placement of people, I think, is is super questionable is what I'm ultimately saying, Sam. I think you you have like it's just uh, as far as the offensive coordinator thing it's been it's been really weird i remember a couple years ago the eagles had that defensive coordinator forgot his name and then he was the offensive coordinator for a little bit yeah but it's like i can understand that the thought process of like i'm a really good defensive coordinator maybe i could call plays maybe this could work i understand defense very well you know i Matt Patricia knows defense very well. I yes, we'd assume he's been sure. running <clears throat> he was running Belichick's defense for years. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a sense of like nepotism in the Patriots. And I'm not talking necessarily about Steve Belichick, who's you know the maybe the defensive coordinator for the, the Patriots now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like bringing back these guys like your people, like they're your people. We're not gonna entertain anything else uh, institutional knowledge is a really important thing matt patricia knows the ins and outs of foxborough josh mcdaniels came back joe judge has now come back these guys know how how the you know how it's made how what they do in new england mm-hmm. they know bill belichick they can step into roles and win and do things allegedly but yeah. like when you're it's there's just so much of like, okay, well, maybe Joe Judge will be our offensive coordinator. Wait, what? The special teams guy who couldn't, you know, coach his way out of a paper bag in New York, or yeah. Matt Patricia, who was instantly hated in Detroit, and it took him a number of years to even just get fired, but nobody liked him. And it's just kind of like, all right, so now these guys with no offensive play calling experience are going to get behind a clipboard and run an offense with a sophomore quarterback it it's always kind of been the off the the passing game has always been in new england an issue at least weapon wise right like they he's mm-hmm. bill's never been able to draft a wide receiver nope line's always been solid even they drafted this kid uh strange out of uh i forgot where he went to school but they drafted him so early like he's been pretty good like the line's okay the running game's always been solid when the running backs are healthy, but it's it's these wide receivers like who's Mac thrown to and is Mac even the answer here? I mean, there's a lot of there was a 
offensive lineman today liked a post talking about the Patriots should bring back Tom or Jimmy G. And now he's getting flack for liking it when, you know, his, his quarterback's Mac Jones. It just seems like there's a lot of dysfunction there and a lot more things have kind of leaked out than normal. But I don't know if you can really name a star quarterback, star player who's done it without a big head coach. They kind of go hand in hand or they become stars. They become big head coaches. Maybe LeBron. LeBron's never really had a, you know, there was Phil Jackson with with Mike and Kobe and, you know, Shula and and all these, you know, big, uh, big head coaches. And, and maybe you could say LeBron, like, who's the best coach he's ever had? Ty Lue, you know, so like maybe that. But it I, I think the two of them need needed each other. But, you know, um, Bill certainly needs Tom a little more. That's the end of my not well thought out rambling so i apologize but yeah do better sam um <laughs> i'm just joking uh <laughs> uh you know who needs to do better me your next loser is because it's both of our next losers so go ahead lead us in sam it's the indianapolis colts for the aforementioned blowing a 36 point lead or whatever yeah. it was uh you can't do that you can't do that on national television uh yeah, it's. I don't know if if this is even like a Jeff Saturday thing. Like, would a more experienced head coach be able to like pick that team up? You know, going into halftime, there was no real sense that the Vikings were even in this game. Yeah. Uh, again, I didn't really see the the end of it, so I don't really know how a lot of this transpired. But uh, I will just say that, like, that it's just bad look like uh, i think it was bill simmons or somebody tweeted like the biggest winner in the colts is uh espn for get being able to get jeff saturday back in four weeks or something something along those lines like it was uh you know it was a a rough game i i don't know how jeff saturday could come back and coach his team after something like that uh but then again it i couldn't see him getting hired in the first place so I guess we will see with that one, but Colts are a big loser for both of us. Give me your two cents there, Brandon. Melted ice sucks. That's Matt Ryan for you guys. And the nickname that he has is Matty Ice. Melted ice sucks. He is not the guy that was once throwing the ball to Julio. Oh, that's right. He is because they were the team that went to the Super Bowl and had the largest comeback uh, against them in Super Bowl history. Uh, so, yeah, no, he's still that same guy when he was playing at MVP level. Uh, they allowed all these points to come back and just choke and not put any points on the board, period. Uh, Matt Ryan, you you did your thing earlier in your career. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sam and I will probably say that you will probably be a Hall of Famer. Um, but you need to hang it up. You don't you don't have it anymore, my guy. I don't think Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer. You don't? Okay. I I wouldn't want Matt Ryan to be a Hall of Famer. Will I mean I don't, I don't want know. him, but do you think he'll be a Hall of Famer? It's, you know, you get so many people with like the Eli Manning slander of like, well, he was just, you know. 
he won he got lucky and won two Super Bowls and like his he had I think he's like eighth all time in passing stat uh yards or something like that, but doesn't jump off the page. But if Eli Manning can't, if people are saying this stuff about Eli Manning, who again took not great giant teams, teams that just got hot at the right time, the two mm-hmm. Super Bowls, oh yeah, and beat the Patriots, including an undefeated season. If yeah. Eli is not getting in, I don't, you know, this threshold has to be way higher. Like, the, does the Philip Rivers, the Matty Ice, does the Matt Staffords get in, uh, especially the first two without any Super Bowl what rings, you know? So I don't know. I, I wouldn't want Matt Ryan to be a, uh, um, I wouldn't want him to be in the Hall of Fame, but that doesn't mean what we want is going to happen. And I have a funny feeling that he will end up being in the Hall of Fame, uh, which I won't be happy about. But regardless, I think the Colts made a big mistake. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the Colts should have never parted ways with Carson Wentz. They shouldn't have. Uh, It's not looking great. It's not. uh, And this is what happens when... Jim Ursay runs an organization. Now, I know that he's had uh, the sheriff and Peyton Manning. I know Philip Rivers did his thing for a little duration while he was there. Uh, but I've watched Jim Ursay and all that has gone on with Jim Ursay. And I don't know uh, if he knows his ass from his head at times, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, to go out and get Jeff Saturday. And and put him take a guy from ESPN that is commentating and has no coaching experience and bring him in and disregard the coaches that are already in the building uh, just because you have a rapport with him and because of him being a phenomenal uh, uh, lineman while he was there. Uh, that, amongst many other things, is stupid. You got rid of Carson Wentz because you didn't like him and you guys didn't make the playoffs. Well, Guess what? You're not making the playoffs this year either. Um, and, and Carson Wentz is nowhere near the team. Uh, it doesn't help that uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, after having a career year last year, uh, went down and is now out for the rest of the season and ha- it has been injury prone throughout the whole season. But I, I feel that if I got to give Jerry Jones slander, I'm going to give Jim Ursay sl- slander all the time because it just seems like they don't make the right choices uh, when they need to make the right choices and let their emotions get involved in certain things more so Ursay than than Jerry, but still can't stand Jerry. But yep, it's the Colts and melted ice for me. Dude, they have as of right now, they have a six pick in the draft. I'd have to imagine that it'll probably i don't know what their remaining schedule is but it'll probably tumble down um a little bit more you have to be cj stroud will levi like you know one of these quarterbacks may be available for him you know i don't even know if chris ballard who i have said for two years on this podcast i think was one of the best gms in football yeah i don't necessarily think he was on board with hiring jeff saturday but sure he wasn't but if it means tanking your season and getting a better draft pick, then maybe he was. Uh, maybe. But yeah, to the the once point too, you trade all these assets and and you know these like crazy stipulations to these draft picks um, to get Carson Wentz, and then you just you know certainly there were a lot of problems last year, and you know he he performed like you know he had that choke job against the Jaguars at the end of the season, but. 
we now see what this Jaguars team was capable of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just, you trade him and you don't get nearly what you traded him, you know, traded to get him. So it's just been, been a mess there. And, you know, it might just take, uh, just wiping out everything and, and starting over. You put Jonathan Taylor on IR, like after that high ankle sprain on Saturday. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can be healthy. You still, you can work on that offensive line. Like, you know, they, they have the receivers, they have some talent on this team. They lost Shaq Leonard, like the defense, you know, at, to- at, at moments we're like, this defense is really good. And there's things just aren't working in, in Indianapolis, but uh, we'll be interesting to see what this off season brings this team and how far down they continue to tumble or up the draft board rather. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I think we, we saw this coming months ago. We said this whole rent a quarterback, rent an old veteran quarterback move was not working. And eventually not at all. Yeah. it was up in your face. And here, here we have it. Like, you know, we all thought this Matt Ryan experience would have worked. We thought Carson would have worked. We even thought Philip Rivers was going to work. And it, I mean, Philip Rivers at least brought you to the playoffs. But I think you said it on this pod before. They, they've still been chasing Andrew Luck. Yeah. That's all they've been doing. Yeah, and I mean when you're when you're uh that Hall of Fame talent like Andrew Luck just decides to like hang it up and that uh, weeks before the season starts, like, yeah, that's gotta throw your organization upside down, man. No I'm matter sure who's under center after that. I think was that Jacoby Brissett just you know, they played that year out like just a mess, yeah. but yeah, we're we're gonna see another uh, rebuild here in in India, and it's you know probably two or three years too late. But well, enough of this BS about the Colts. Talk about your boys, dude. Uh, that game, that Jets Lions game, was really frustrating. I mean, we both believe in this Lions team. I picked the Jets to win. I thought Mike White was going to to lead uh, to be under center. Uh, you know, he's been ruled out for Thursday's game now against the Jaguars too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people were, I've heard a lot of people say like, this isn't on Zach Wilson. This is on the coaches. Yes. Robert Sala did not have a good game. The yeah. end of the last like three minutes of that Jets game was nauseating to watch. Like as a Jets fan, I'm screaming at the TV. My friends are screaming at each other, like throw, use a timeout. I mean, Zach Wilson for every deep nice ball he made and he made a um Eli Moore made a hell of a catch uh on a play but for every like great pass Zach Wilson made uh to Wilson or Moore whoever like uh the tight ends too like he'd sail he continued to sail these intermediate throws over Barrios's head over you know these other receivers heads and to put your kicker Greg Zerloin, who's been been really good this year. Greg, he's reclaimed the name of Greg the Leg that he had when he was with the Rams, right? Like he's he's hit some clutch field goals, but to put him in a position where you had your timeouts and the only reason you had all three, and the only reason Sally used one of them was because Zach Wilson got sacked, like with a you know, seconds to go and forced that kick on like second down or whatever it was. Like you know, you uh, Garrett Wilson said after this game too. I mean, you started five and two, and now you're seven and seven. 
And now you don't have Mike White this week against a Jaguars team that's hungry that if these Jags went out, they 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 win the South. I mean, it's conceivable to think that like the Titans are going to fall apart here. Like is Ryan Tannehill healthy? Like they're playing the Texans this week. Like the Texans gave the chiefs a fit. They gave your Eagles a fit. They, their defense is pretty good. Uh, They've been in games. Like they're my honorary winner. Honestly. Yeah. They they were going to be one of mine too, for sure. Because like they've been in, Every game, at least, yep. that I've seen them play this year, they've been. And I pray Lovey doesn't get fired because they've literally fought. They he, just lose it. They've seen to just keep losing it in the last quarter within, like, the last five minutes is when they lose the game. So they're yeah. in every game. So, and and what is it, Davis Mills, who I didn't know anything about until you said his name on the, the pod. I was like, who the hell is that? And you're like, yeah, no. Oh, when I said he was going to be a first round pick. Yeah, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then he's he's actually not that bad. Um, honestly, I, I think they they're going to have a ton of picks from the Deshaun Watson situation. Correct, right? Yeah. So they're going to be able to build up their team and what they already have there. They can be a very very scary team in the future. So yeah, that's yeah. Honor. They have they have as of right now they have the. The first pick in the draft, the Texans are one twelve and one. Mm-hmm. The the Bears are three and eleven, and they also, as you mentioned, they have that Browns pick as of right now. That Browns pick is twelfth overall, so you could take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. It's probably going to be Bryce Young, even though he's a mm-hmm. little small. But um, you're going to take him at one, and then at twelve, you're going to be able to still get an impact player. You know, uh, defensive lineman, offensive tackle. Yeah, uh, you know. But yeah, the Jets uh, Jets lost this game more than the the Lions won it, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Thursday night is is a good night for me because right now I'm. I'm sorry to, to say this, Sam. It's probably not going to be, and I think you already know no. that. Um, yeah, I know. But uh, I I wasn't mad at Wilson, and and I I watched Salah's press conference, uh, post game conference. Excuse me. And I think people need to really pay attention to who he's talking to. He's not talking to Jets fans. He's talking to Zach Wilson. He's trying to encourage this guy because he knows that he had to talk to him this week. And he knows he's going to be his quarterback on Thursday. Uh, So he's talking to him to try to instill confidence because uh, this podcast included, more so from Sam more than anything, uh, Zach Wilson has been has gotten beaten down. This is not a city. This is not an area that if you mess up, that they're going to be forgiving. You play for a New York team. New York media is not forgiving. Um, And for what he's done to himself uh, and had to endure as well. uh, He, he handled himself pretty well. He, He had that, that one throw that I was like, what the hell is he doing? Literally threw it right to the Lions defender. And I was just like, okay, well, Yep. That's terrible, but he also had that pass that got them into field goal range, right? So he he also was able to put points on the board with his team um, and still show flashes of what he could be. I honestly think, Sam, that next year, if he puts the work in, if he puts the work in, and this was a humbling experience for him, he will come back next year and absolutely shred. If he puts the work in, I don't know if he does that because I feel like he's just been catered to his whole life and hasn't really 
push to do that and not saying that he hasn't worked hard to get to the NFL because you don't just get to the NFL by waking up one day and just flicking the ball down the field. It just doesn't happen. Um, but I think he's he's going to have to earn that spot or, as I've said before, he's going to be out of, out of the league. But this time of the year is not only dedicated to cold weather. It's dedicated to the Cowboys collapsing. Uh, yeah, I, I've done pretty good this whole year without. I left this one for you, by the way. Okay. I got Thank to the rundown first Thank and you. I left this one to you. I've uh, I've let the Cowboys uh, slide and essentially they've shut me up to a certain extent. Not really shut me up, but they've kept people they at bay well. for quite yeah. some time with what they've been playing with. And even with, you know, Cooper Rush and what they were doing, nobody expected them to to put that up. That could this could all be a different conversation. They could not even be in the hunt right now if they didn't win with Cooper Rush and they did. So I want to give respect where respect is due there, but this is the time of the year that the Cowboys screw up. And so for that, uh, I have them as a loser. Uh, and I'll get to my second loser of this that is paired with the Cowboys uh, very shortly. As I mentioned earlier, Micah was talking about Jalen Hurts, and it now has been the one of the biggest sound clips throughout the whole season. Due to part of this rivalry that they have, uh, the game that is is uh, upon us on Christmas Eve, which is arguably probably the biggest game of the whole year in general for teams. That. Yes, I know you have. <laughs> Just <laughs> thanks, Sam. <laughs> so, Dak uh, coming back, they they were the number one offense, scoring offense that has since declined. Dak has been turning the ball over left and right. His decision making hasn't been the greatest. The pick six wasn't his fault. Um, Noah Brown had the ball pop off of him uh, into uh, to Rashawn, uh, and that was the end all be all. But the Cowboys in free and frequent weeks have not played up to the potential that uh their roster looks like on paper and i i like i said before i give it to some part of their defense uh missing some key pieces but at this point in time whose defense is not missing a key piece right uh we my my boy uh cd is not there um that's mr gardner is not there for safety uh we've lost uh, Dallas Goddard's coming back. We lost Jordan Davis for a certain part, but we still, the Eagles are still doing what they have to do. And I'm sure on the Jets, I can't name all the people you probably could uh, of, of defensive players that they've lost and even offensive players. Every team has lost somebody. It's now what you do with your backups. This is why the reps are what they are. And the Cowboys have been playing lackluster lately. For a team that has some stars on their team, some huge playmakers on their team. Micah Parsons, who I love as a Penn State fan, uh, needs to shut his mouth right now because he really hasn't been doing too much as of recent. He hasn't been impactful as of recent. Uh, Diggs, I still enjoy him very much so. He plays very, very well, and he's been playing well all season. Uh, he's been playing better coverage than he was last season, which I don't think that's really being spoken about. Um, but the Cowboys in general right now, and Mike McCarthy is a part of the issue, and Jerry Jones as well, but the Cowboys right now are, aren't 
it. And I don't know. They're going to make the playoffs. But I don't know what they do in the playoffs if they don't fix these these things. I don't care if they get o- Odell. I don't care if TY's in there playing. I don't think that's the issue. I, I think there's too many holes in, in other places and, and Dak being one of them and then holes in the defense. But the other loser is December because you have to share this time with the Cowboys and their losses every year and you get a bad rep along with them because you're just paired with them. And I'm sorry to December uh, because you don't deserve this. Uh, you just don't. It's it's cold. You just you deserve disrespect for being this cold December, but not to be paired with the Cowboys. And uh, I'm I'm done there, Sam. Hey, that was great. Thanks. I know. <clears throat> hey, uh, you want to do some picks? Absolutely. Let's go. This is pretty. Uh, it's a pretty chalky week for us here. It looks like I I every game every team is playing a lot of Saturday games. And all but two of them, we agree on. So let's just get into it. Thursday night football, Jaguars visit the Jets. We both have the Jaguars. I think we've kind of made those those points clear here. Falcons at the Ravens. We both have the Ravens. The Lions are visiting the Panthers. Both have the Lions there. Seahawks at the Chiefs. Go Kansas City. We both have the Chiefs there. Saints at the Browns. I don't really love both these teams. The weather is supposed to be insane, uh, like from a, a wind factor in Cleveland on a Saturday or Sunday, but we both have the Browns. I think Nick Chubb's going to run all over the Saints. Texans at the Titans. We both have the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's going to run all over the ti- Texans, as he usually does. Bengals at the, Beng- Bengals at the Patriots. Bengals, both have yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Look out, the Pittsburgh Bengals. Look out for them. <laughs> Uh, both have the Bengals there. Giants at the Vikings. We're both taking the Vikes. Bills at uh, the Bears. Both have the Bills there. And uh, Commanders. We didn't even talk, dude. We didn't even talk about this crazy Monday night game or Sunday night game. The Commanders and the Giants. But we'll save that for another time. Commanders at the Niners. Uh, both have the uh, the Niners there. Now this is where we disagree, kind of. I think Eagles at the Cowboys. I picked the Eagles. But I'd feel really good about it if Jalen Hurts was under center. I, it sounds like he could play. Uh, you're going to be a little bolder than I am. You're saying whether it's Hurts or Minshew, the the Eagles are going to take down the Cowboys. Yes, they're just a better roster. They don't they don't have the holes that the Cowboys have that I just mentioned, and the way that they've been playing as of recent, I don't yeah, trust the Cowboys. So yeah, no, that's that's, that's that. And you can say I'm a little biased on that one too, but I really just don't. I think Gardner Minshew is a is a serviceable quarterback and could yeah. definitely be starting for a team right now. Oh, hundred percent, totally yeah. agree with that. Uh, so that's where we stand on this Eagles game. Here's here's where we uh, disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday night, Christmas Eve, Raiders at the Steelers. It looks like Kenny Pickett is going to start for the Steelers. I have the Raven Raiders. We've been talking a lot of smack about them. They've kind of turned sees it around. I just think the Raiders are a better team than the Steelers. Not maybe not defensively, but offensively. Um so I'm just I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Big big late win against uh the Patriots. Maybe they ride that momentum. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm I'm picking Raiders. You have the Steelers there. I'm going with the Steelers because I I hardly go against Mike Tomlins and I 
just to the point of what you said about the Steelers defense. Uh, I don't trust the Raiders offense. I know they have uh, Devontae Adams and uh, I, I trust him, but I don't know who this car, this version of car is. And it's up and down every other week. Uh, I mean, if they're handing the ball off to uh, Jacobs, I, I think that that helps. But I, I trust the Steelers defense more than I trust the Raiders offense. That's why I'm going Steelers. Hey, that's fair. Uh, those were the Christmas Eve games. Christmas Day, uh, Packers at the Dolphins. Both have the Dolphins. Broncos at the Rams. Both have the Rams. The Bucks at the Cardinals. Now Colt McCoy is probably not even going to play. It's going to be Trace McSorley against Tom Brady on Christmas Day. Good luck with that. Uh, that'll be a fun Sunday night game to watch. Uh, we both have the Bucks there. And uh, Monday Night Football Chargers at, at the Colts. Can we get... Can we get better island games? I call them, uh, people call them island games. Obviously, Monday Night Football is the only game you're going to be able to watch. Sunday Night Football, Thursday. Can we get better games in primetime? Do they have the ability to flex on those, they don't those games? Yeah, but they, they don't flex. No, they should. Um, I, I, they probably didn't bother with Christmas because the NBA is so you mm-hmm. know stacked on Christmas, but they usually don't flex out Monday Night games. It's usually the Sunday night or, or Saturday. It should have in this case. It yeah. definitely should have been this case. Yeah, a lot better matchups you could have put there. But, um, you know, Chargers at the Colts, we'll see uh, there. So that was our picks. Both have the Chargers of that one, obviously. Brennan, a lot of shakeups in your uh, your top 10 power rankings. Absolutely. Brought to you by powerrankings.com. I don't know. Uh, last, oh last week, New England 10, Minnesota. Minnesota nine, Miami eight, Baltimore seven, San Fran six. The Bengals were at five. Kansas City was at four. The Dallas Cowboys were at three. The Bills were at two, and your Eagles were up at top, twelve and one. Now they're thirteen and one. But uh, this week's top ten, take it away, number ten. Well, just a disclaimer: the top two teams last week are the top two teams this week. <laughs> that has not listening. changed. Uh, so that has not changed. Uh, at 10, uh, the Chargers have crept in. Um, my buddy uh, gave me some some uh, some lip and said, you know, I don't your top 10 is a little shaky because I don't see the Chargers in there. And I was like, well, they got to win this week. And I chose them not to win this week, but I did say they could win this week. They won, but they barely won, which is exactly why I said the Chargers are shaky, but they could have been interchangeable in 10, um, but they are 10 this week, um, eight, six. I, I it's, it's just really hard for me to position the chargers um, in, in a higher spot or to look at them as doing something because of where we saw them being in the beginning of the season and where they are now. Um, just not, not it, but they are, they are making a run right now and they have a chance. And I mean, Keenan Allen, who I absolutely love, uh, has been balling out and so has Mike Wallace. So I'm enjoying it. And and I'm and to think about this young man still throwing it with cracked ribs out here is wild to me. Um, at nine, the Ravens are nine and five. This is, they're still staying afloat without Lamar. Uh, they they have a solid defense, as we've always known. The Ravens are, are always going to have a solid defense. Uh, but they are there, and they're one behind the Dolphins, who are eight and six. Uh, 
but the Dolphins, I feel like the competition that they have played uh, is has been a little bit harder, which is why they got the little edge over uh, the Ravens at this point in time, and they still have their starting quarterback. Uh, but the Dolphins have literally run into some cutthroat teams, and that game against the Bills was really, really good, um, especially with the snow. Uh, for those people that are out here saying that all stadiums need to have a dome, uh, I would say no. Because then we wouldn't get the snow in uh, in uh, what you call northern New York uh, and the snow in general and have that big change. Snow games are beautiful. I love them. Uh, I just would not myself subject myself to be in that snow in Buffalo. Just not Western happening. Uh, but, Western. But I, Western. Said northern, I said northern New York. It's still northern. It's right on the border, Sam. Yeah, it's north of anyway, us, I guess. Right. Anyway, okay. whatever. Uh, Vikings at seven, <laughs> 11 and three. <laughs> um, they are, I think Sam's text stands, uh, even though they ended up pulling this out. Uh, they do suck to me. It's crazy for me to say this about a team that's 11 and three, uh, but they do suck to me in a certain extent because. They play these crazy comeback games and just continue to do that all season long. But at what point does it stop? Because you can only do that so many times and continue to do it. And they have great weapons and they continue to win at this point in time with that. But uh, when they win against uh, some viable teams outside of the Bills, uh, they've gotten their tails handed to them. So, I don't really know still what this team's identity is, but they keep winning. So they're at seven. Uh, probably the biggest drop this week is the Cowboys. Uh, we're 10 and four. Uh, they're at six this week. Um, they lost the Jags, as mentioned before. I know that they have all those holes that I, I talked about on the defense, but uh, to play two uh, very, very close games and two teams that you essentially should beat on paper where – we kind of see you and how you've played and the games that you put together against uh, such teams like the Vikings uh, and how you beat down. Um, who was the other team that they beat down really, really bad. Uh, trying to think of the other team. The Vikings, Whatever. The Bills? Uh, did they yeah, beat the Bills? Did they beat the Bills? No. I don't think they played the Bills. No, I don't think so. Check. I'll let you check that while I'm looking at that. But... Um, I just don't I don't know who we're getting out of the Cowboys uh, with the talent that they have on there. Uh, the One of the biggest question marks that I didn't mention earlier is CeeDee Lamb to me. Uh, he has uber talent, but is super inconsistent. Uh, and to, to bear the number 88, which in Cowboys lore is the best wide receiver, the playmaker uh, in general. Uh, I don't think he's lived up to that yet. He could. He still has more than enough time as he's really young. But uh, I think that's one of the softer parts of their their team. And I think he can turn that around. But we'll see. Uh, at number five, Bengals, who are now on, what, a six-game win streak? Uh, they're 10-4. and four. Uh, They've absolutely been shredding teams. And it's scary to say that they kind of look better than they did last year which is saying a lot because they that were in line the last year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the line is a lot better, which we're not, we weren't talking about that at all this year, which says a lot. It's scary. Um, at four, the Niners, uh, 10 and four, as I mentioned before, plug and play. 
they continue to win, win, win. Um, and I don't, I don't see really many people stopping them at this point. Um, the Chiefs, number three. It's funny how they said that he was going to miss or skip a beat with Tyreek Hill not being there. And he's either arguably the MVP or considered to be the number two, depending on how you look at it and what you're looking at. Uh, but with this team led by Mahomes, uh, they still are out there balling. And the defense has actually held up their side of the bargain, which is crazy to me because I still think their defense is super, super soft. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess we'll see how that pans out. With Mahomes, you can mask a lot of things like that. Um, at two, the team that beat the Dolphins in that snowball up there uh, is the Bills, 11-3. Uh, and three. The Bills are playing up now what it seems to be the potential of what we thought they could be in being in the Super Bowl uh, at the end of the year. I mean, we'll still have to see because they have a lot of good teams that they have to play. And the Bengals, the Chiefs possibly, right? Which one, of, Whichever one of them uh, to get to that next spot. And I'm very, very curious to see how this all pans out. They have the capability of doing it, but we'll see. But I would love to see the Bills actually in the Super Bowl. Uh, and number one, the Eagles, 13-1. Uh, and one. Jalen is hurt right now. He says he's going to play. Nick Sirianni thinks he is going to do whatever he can to play. I'm not doubting him. This team is still hitting on all cylinders, even though this was a really, really close game and they showed some holes on that defense for sure. Uh, not being able to to tackle Justin Fields, but that also is Justin Fields. Uh, at the same time, they still almost have, I think they almost have five players with 10 sacks in a season, which has never been done for an NFL team. Uh, and they have 55 sacks already this season. Um, so that defense, even with the holes and not being able to stop the run, uh, at certain parts in the season are still getting to the quarterback and still uh, changing the, the, the field, the length of the field by their defense. And I think that is a part that's not really being spoken about either. Uh, they also get Dallas Goddard back this week. And that's my top 10. Love it. Good job. Thanks. Crushed it as always. Speaking about crushing it, going on to something other than, football well i guess american football the world cup did you tune in to the greatest world cup final ever and i say that because i haven't watched many world cup finals but a lot of other people have said it's the best world cup final ever so it is i guess i wasn't wrong there just argentina defeats france in penalty kicks you know just peak messi mbappe like just Dude, I didn't want I didn't want this to end. I'm not even a you I'm not even a soccer fan. Like just didn't want it like it was just riveting. I didn't even care who won. I was just like I was rooting more for Messi just based on like legacy and you know like the one thing left that he needs to quote unquote achieve, but dude, man, I was I was riveted for, you know, those um however long that was. It was great great way to uh to end your sunday morning as you get ready for nfl football your thoughts on a world cup final uh one of the greatest matches i've ever seen in my whole entire life um here it is easily the greatest uh world cup final uh for france to not have 
a shot on goal for a majority of regular time for Argentina to go up 2-0. All right. To go up 2-0 for and think that they are just going to take this with nothing. They were extremely dominant. And then all of a sudden, Mbappe gets a PK and crushes it. And then a minute later, crushes another one on a phenomenal sliding kick into the goal. Crazy. Yeah. And then it's now tied up 2-2. So you're thinking if you, you've watched the history of Argentina, they've blown some major leads uh, in World Cup history uh, with Messi's teams uh, in the past. And it was looking like at one point when the way Mbappe was playing, that they were about to give this one up. Uh, he is one of the only people to have three goals uh, in a World Cup match. He is only 23, and I think he tied the most goals in World Cup history. And again, he's only 23, so he's going to blow that out. He's probably, by the time he's done, he's probably going to have 40 goals, uh, period. Uh, but what happened between him and Messi going back and forth and scoring and nonstop, then, then going to extra time, uh, then going to extended time <laughs> and then going to PKs, uh, which that there's no way that match shouldn't, it, it, it had to go to PKs and I'm very, very happy that it did. Wow. That was just a really, really good, good match. And I'm very, very happy that Messi got his, his 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 chance to shine and and to win Mbappe won four years ago and I'm sure he's gonna have multiple chances of winning multiple uh as it as it comes moving forward but super super happy for Messi and did you see the crowd in Argentina when they won with the the drone overhead absolutely no. nuts insane oh I, I've insane. seen some shots of like this the city like or the, the country losing its mind and rightfully mm-hmm. so. I mean, yeah, uh, I didn't see that specific drone shot, but um, that was oh, so amazing. Yeah, dude. If you guys get a chance, watch the drone video. Amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I was really engaged and this is coming from someone who just passively watches soccer. Um, so I was totally into it. Um, so just kudos to, uh, Argentina and and you know France and whatnot and uh where's the next World Cup United States yep well, that's fun oh it is because I definitely will be going soon after that I will be going yeah uh, I know they're gonna use the link right I'm sure they'll use MetLife it's they are using fun. MetLife link um I think SoFi uh they're using something in I think it's in Canada Montreal and then I, I don't think they're using one. And no, they're not using it in Mexico. I thought they, I think they were going to, but I don't think they are. So it's yeah, a North, it's North America. It's not just the United yeah, States. It's right? North America. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Yeah. Hopefully that, um, you know, we have a young U.S. squad. Got to bring it back to the, our U.S. guys, young team. Hopefully, uh, you know, four more years of, of play and playing together. And, you know, you, you never know, but. Just, Fun, just fun Sunday. Great week in the sports, man. You want to uh, let's switch gears, go into the uh, NBA. 
run it off let's go hey uh robert sarver said he's selling the uh this it's official i guess uh or it is going to be official uh the suns phoenix suns are being sold you know we we spoke a couple months ago of this bombshell report uh and and accusations coming out of phoenix about just uh you know the uh inappropriateness and and mismanagement that sarver had with employees and just just uh you know a not not great culture experience there in phoenix and um you know rumblings of that have have been uh bouncing around the league for a while but uh you know uh, who is this matt ishbia he's a yep. billionaire gonna buy the uh suns for four billion sons sons and mercury and the mercury four billion dollars there you go uh yeah. i don't know who this billionaire is but he's got a lot of money and he's gonna buy the suns he's Anything's a mor- he's be- a billionaire mortgage lender um don't know anything um, about him outside of that uh but the fact that they're spending for billy uh on this this the the nba record was formerly from joe Sy, uh who bought the nets was for 2.35 billion um and now this is for billion um and that was recent Sy bought the team like three years ago four years ago yep yep and wow. <laughs> this is where this is at and it's going to only continue to rise because the nba's stock continues to rise uh but for billy on this one to get that i i'm happy that hopefully i'm sure the culture will absolutely change uh i think we need to really i think there needs to be something implemented across all about these owners and and what's going on and there really needs to be like a uh, investigation in all uh front offices or in every building uh to make sure this these type of things don't happen because it's like once you're there and you're there for quite some time people get lazy allow things to happen and it just kind of starts to become a culture um i.e dan snyder uh type situation yeah i think we need to to keep an eye on that but i i'm curious to see how this is going to go i'm sure the players are happy to kind of put and change and move this chapter on and we'll see what happens because i'm sure he's going to invest uh some money here and uh this is going to be fun to see if yeah, I'm, I'm sure Chris Paul hasn't said anything yet. I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's the head of the PA too. So just uh, interesting there. But uh, yeah, anything's got to be better than what you have uh, currently there. And it's a, it's a hard situation. We've seen it with, with Jim Mersey. We've seen it with Dan Snyder. You know, they're the owners and the commissioner also works for the owners. So you can hold these players to, you know, uh, you know, hold them accountable for their actions or, you know, what they say or do, but it's really hard to, to hold the owner to it, the governor, excuse me. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There needs to be some kind of reform. Just make sure that, um, these situations don't happen. I mean, we saw with the Mavericks too, you know, and, uh, a lot of it, Mark Cuban took blame for a lot of it. He also said a lot of it was, you know, under him or just he wasn't prevalent, wasn't prevalent under him. Like he didn't notice it, you know, whatever. But that, you know, something's got to certainly change because it's not the last time something like this is going to happen. That's 
that's just in general. That's just sad. But. And also, quick correction: Chris Paul is not the head of the NBA PA. It's not CJ is it McCollum? Yeah, it's CJ McCollum, McCollum now. Mm-hmm. But he was Chris Paul. Yes, he was. was. But, mm-hmm. And you know, there isn't a more uh, respectable figure in the NBA than than Chris Paul. He's definitely up there. But yeah, that's right. CJ McCollum is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, at, yeah. Uh, speaking of just really just sad news or just bad circumstances, bad bad news coming out of uh I, I don't know where he's based now, but ex New York Nick, Miami Heat. He was even uh, assistant coach on your nets, Amari Stoudemire, accused of punching one of his daughters. Um, I don't I didn't even know about this story until uh you mentioned it to me about an hour ago, but uh, I guess he has two daughters, a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. It wasn't specified which one. Regardless, it doesn't matter which one. Uh, he's got four children. And uh, I, I don't know the extent of it. I, I don't know if you know any more, but just awful, awful to hear something like this. Um, Yeah, it's saying that either he struck either or the 17 or 14-year-old yeah. girl. Um, right. uh, apparently that he punched her in the jaw and slapped her hard enough to draw blood um that's that's all i've i've heard he's currently he's got uh, one count of misdemeanor uh battery and domestic violence charge against him uh, i haven't heard more uh in regards to this uh but i it, it's just crazy to see this uh a buddy of mine george shared this with me and i was just like what like what's going on um so i <laughs> I'm not quite sure what what's going on here, but this is uh, sad all around. I, I mean, I'm not in, encouraging that. I, I like Amari. I don't like domestic violence. It's just messy. So I, I'm going to sit back and wait until I see more when it comes to this for sure. Yeah, really unfortunate story. And certainly all the facts aren't out, but um, don't like reading that, especially from uh, from anyone, but a high profile athlete too. Um, yeah. Uh, next on our NBA list, though, Kevin Durant has passed Celtics legend John Havlicek and Paul Pierce on the all-time scoring list in the same night. In the same night against the Pistons. Yeah, that was a uh, huge. KD uh, balled his heart out on that one. Uh, happy to see him pass uh, both of them because uh, uh, <laughs> any guy that I root for for my team that passes the Celtic. I'm happy for, especially Paul and Pierce. two Celtic legends, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ha, uh, you know, I mean, Paul Pierce, you could say, but Havelcheck definitely, you know. Um, no, Paul, Pierce Paul, a, Pierce, Paul, Paul Pierce, Paul Pierce defined an era of Celtics no, he's, basketball. He's definitely. a Celtics legend. Yeah, I take it back. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally. Um, you know, even before KG and and Allen came there, he was holding down that team um, for a while there. Uh, yeah, though, just I mean, Katie's. Katie's the man. Uh, I was watching. I didn't get to finish. I have like ten minutes left. But I was watching the Redeem Team uh, Netflix doc. Did you? Did you end up? Did, have you seen that? Of course, I did. I watched and it. I watched it the day it came out. I <laughs> see. I know we talked about it on the pod, and we were really excited. And it just it slipped through the cracks. And I'm was on you know Netflix the other night. I was watching it, and I didn't get to finish it because you know I'm a father of, of two children, so mm-hmm. that comes first. But um, just seeing like a baby face KD and like some of the tryouts. I know he wasn't on the the uh the 2008 uh Beijing team 
uh, that the team, the U.S. team that played in Beijing, but just like because I know he was drafted in what oh seven, I think. So like, man, just to see how loaded uh, that team was, and then just the fact that now one of the prolific scorers in NBA history wasn't even on it because he was a rookie, you know. Um, but yeah, just uh, the they're good. I hope this Nets for your sake for just. New York basketball sake. I just hope this Nets team can kind of keep it together. And still think they need, um, I think you guys were talking about it on the pod last week. They need some help up front still. Big I body. mean, a major, you know, there's in my, I know you will co-sign and agree with me immediately. The loss of Jared Allen, even two years later is like a, a big difference on this team for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you don't move Jared Allen. You don't clear the space to get KD or Kyrie. So it's it's worth it in hindsight to trade, get yeah. K, KD, yeah. but if there's a way that you can keep him, I mean that you do. But they lost him. They lost Karis Levert. They lost uh, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. They lost a lot of good people yeah. and trying to get KD. And I mean, again, it's Kevin Durant. So I, I do that trade over and over, or make those moves over and over a million times to get KD. So no, no one in their right mind except maybe the Celtics would wouldn't want Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant at the time that they you know they came over yeah and they yeah. came no Absolutely. one no yeah. one would say no to that mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate how a lot of it's played off and that you know KD was hurt that first year and that everything that made the Nets so great that young culture D'Angelo Russell and that you know what were they the sixth seed that year like yeah with one of the most um, electrifying benches benches i've ever seen benches in ever, yeah and yeah. it just you know unfortunately as you mentioned they had to sacrifice a lot of debt depth to uh to get hard in and then flip that around but still um you know i no one no one in the right mind would would t- even turn down james Harden in that situation even though he came with his own baggage but yeah uh big big moment for for Katie, where is he on the the all time list now? Do you know? He's probably uh, got to be up there if, if it's Havlicek and Paul Pierce's. I'll take a look. Uh, but speaking of of all time scoring leaders, Dame Lillard, our boy, has passed Clyde Drexler on the Trailblazers all time scoring list. He's number one, and rightfully so. I mean, no one embodies I feel like their city more in basketball context than. Than Dame and and Portland, um, there's been rumblings of him leaving forever, um, and he's you know stayed put. His best friend gets traded. There's been a lot of overturn in that in that locker room. You know, new head coach, coach after coach, uh, but but Dame's still here, and and that longevity uh, is is you know certainly paying off now as he's the all time scoring leader in Portland. Well, it's because Dame doesn't want to leave and have people point at him and say that he left to go join a team and build a superpower and why he's invited plenty of people to come to him because it's the theory of I didn't leave. They came to me type thing. So, yeah, of course, makes sense in that that aspect. Uh, But uh, shout out to Clyde the Glide Drexler, um, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Uh, He had the record for 27 years. 27 years. Uh, That's older than some people that I know. Uh, So he had 18,040 points of the Trailblazers. Uh, Dame Lillard uh, entered the night only needing 21 points, and he dropped 28 against the Thunder. 
uh, which now at that point in time uh, led with 18,041 uh, points. So uh, shout out to Dame. I mean, it's not a surprise. I'm sure he's going to uh, he's going to keep patting those stats, and that's probably going to not be stopped for quite some time uh, because Dame is different. Uh, as we talked about on here last week, is we have uh, Harrison Dame and myself have a forever love for Portland Trailblazers, uh, which is why I normally cater to them on 2K because I just love their jerseys. I just love the players that have played there and Sheed and Mighty Mouse and Brandon Roy and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, shout out Lena, to, to him. Yeah, I know you. I know you've always like the you know the trailblazers and i i totally uh related to to harrison last week when he said like the trailblazers were his like west coast team i used mm-hmm. to um mm-hmm. when i used to bartend like right out of college like i'd be up well not as late the you know the, in connecticut the i think they stopped serving at like 2 a.m but i'd always have like trailblazer games on west coast games on at night while i was bartending and brandon roy man when he said Brandon Roy, I was like, man, those knees. If he was healthy, mm. he'd still yeah. be in the league balling, man. He would have uh, he would have broke some records himself. Yeah, if he definitely. There. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've always kind of had an affinity for the the Trailblazers team, and as I mean, you know, this Dame, Dame Lillard's one of my all time favorite basketball players. So like, kudos to him. Um, and you know, they're they're right in it with uh in the standings here. I think they're they're seventh right now in the West. They're uh. 17 and 14 so you know they're they're right there but you know the grizzlies are 19 and 10 so they're only three games out of first place this mm-hmm. uh we've mentioned it a couple times already this season the wet the west is a coin flip every day there's a new you know a, a new order in the west for that. like the past 10 yeah. years yeah yeah so it's all uh it's coming uh you know it's it's coming uh coming together there for for portland after some some big trades but uh well let's stay in the west yeah let's stay in the west i i have no idea i obviously know the original beef but the pat bev chris paul beef continues can you fill me in on this i honestly have no idea what what the latest (laughs) chapter is when when you guys hear this this would be two nights ago uh but the lakers were playing uh the suns and the suns were excuse me the lakers were down 20 points Patrick Beverly gets fouled on a questionable call. Uh, Chris Paul fouled him, and uh, he scores. Now, I just said that the Lakers were down 20 points. Pat Beverly points to the ground or puts his hand on the ground and shows like a couple of inches off the ground saying he's too small for me. <laughs> and Chris Paul just looked at him like, all right, you're a clown. He he even spoke on it after. He was like, you just don't give it any attention. What's going on? My the the gripe has been about, I guess, a bunch of people that have been talking about uh in this field. <laughs> Why would you do that when you're down? I I think it's just really asinine that you that you would, but I also understand it's basketball. <laughs> you're gonna do whatever you can do, especially with somebody that you don't like. You're gonna take whatever shot you can at any point in time. To take a jab at that person, you can be up by five thousand points, and then you could be down by ten thousand points. Obviously, those aren't realistic numbers, but you can be down by anything. I'm still going to talk trash to the person that I absolutely despise to get under their skin to throw them out of their game. 
that didn't really work. It really has never worked when Pat Bev has done this to Chris Paul because uh, he ended up dropping 28 points and the Suns won. So I was big. I just it, saw the play too. Yeah, it's uh, Pat Bev is come on, man. He's comical at times, but he's annoying most of the time for me. But he's a phenomenal defensive player. He's he's the Dollar Tree version of Gary Payton to me. The Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree version of Gary Payton. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> the glove. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, yeah. I just don't get it, man. Like, what? Chris Paul is just so under Pat Beverly's skin. I just... He can't keep his name out of his mouth. All, all offseason, I mean, we saw it on first take or get up or whatever it was. Like, well, not stop talking about another dude. Like, just... Not Especially just, when you're yeah, down he, by that much, man. Yeah, I I don't. When I'm losing, I just I just put my head yeah, down. And I I go to work. Put that's your head it. down and take back. it, man. Like let's go. Like come no, on. No, I'm not uh, taking it. I'm gonna put my head down and go to work. But it doesn't. Yeah, mean that's what I mean. Like happen. just yeah. just mm-hmm. get to work. Like do your job and get out of there. You know, you're you're down by. I mean, they lost. What they lose? Like one thirty to one hundred four or something like that. Like mm-hmm. like just. Live for another day. One thirty to one hundred four. Yeah, just live for another day. Yeah. Uh, last notes on the rundown, but wanted to definitely bring up because I just wanted to hear you say his name. Uh, after averaging twenty seven points and a career best almost sixty percent shooting, twelve rebounds, two blocks this season. Anthony Anthony Davis playing close. Missed multiple weeks with a foot injury. Mister Glass. Underwent an MRI on Saturday after leaving Friday night's victory against the Nuggets. And uh, you know, just doesn't doesn't look good. Uh, you know, he's he's been a, a big part of what the Lakers are doing. I just mentioned the stats, and this was uh, you know, the other shoe was gonna drop. We uh praised him a couple weeks ago how good this team was looking, how good he was looking, and uh and there you have it. So I heard they you. asked uh Sam Samuel Jackson to uh take the seat because they're going to fill mr glass too and they want anthony davis to star in it um that's what i heard this man literally the wind could blow the wrong way and something is hurt on him and the crazy thing is i watched it and it was like the he got hurt in the air ever i know he was like in the air i I know i I don't even know how you get hurt there like i said he literally wind can blow and he just hurt so i i mean i don't Anytime I say this about Anthony Davis, I don't wish him to be hurt because I love seeing him play. Like when he plays, he's absolutely in the top five of players in the NBA. Top five, top. And it, it, (laughs) but it pisses me off to not be able to see him play because he's always, always hurt, and that just is what it is. That's fair. Multiple weeks. We'll see what that means. I don't know what that means, but they probably the Lakers probably don't know what that means either. Uh, real quick, Christmas. Obviously, there's some a lot of NFL games happening this weekend, but Christmas is a big moment in on the NBA schedule, NBA calendar. Just wanted to run through some of these games, um, get your thoughts and what you'll be tuned in to more than more than uh, others, if you will. Uh, the Knicks. It's noon on Christmas Day. The Knicks are hosting the Atlanta Hawks. That'll be a that'll be a good one. Trey Young in in the Garden on Christmas. Uh, all these games are on ESPN or ABC. The 
Celtics at 2.30 uh, are in Milwaukee. Golden State visits the Suns at 5. These are all Eastern time. Uh, Lakers hosts the Nets at 8 o'clock. We'll know you'll be tuned in for that one. And the Mavs Jazz at 10.30. Going to be also a a good one. This Jazz team, despite all their losses, uh, talent-wise, are playing well. Thoughts on the Christmas slate? Uh, the first game is a little lopsided. I know what they're doing. They're trying to play on the, you know, yeah. Trey Young coming to New York, uh, getting that whole rivalry type thing going. It's not really rivalry. I just, just from that playoff situation. Uh, but the Knicks have been absolutely killing it. Uh, Jalen Brunson is, is worth every penny that they paid for him at this point. Um, so I'll be able to watch that game. I'll be able to watch that Celtics Bucks game, which is probably one of the the games that I really, really want to watch. Um, but as soon as it hits 425, I don't care what happens in the end of that game. I will just watch and see whatever happens at that point on my phone. So that means I will be missing the Warriors Suns game. So uh I'm not happy about that, but I'm not missing the Cowboys Eagles game as that that's is on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Oh, that's that's right, because Christmas Day. I'm sorry. So yeah, I'll be watching all of that then. Um, I'm, I'm thrown off, Sam. I got a little excited. Uh, Dude, it's really confusing. Like it is. What it's games a lot are, going there's on. so many Saturday games. It's and... a lot going on. Um, I'm really intrigued to see uh, the Nets play the Lakers. Like, I, if they're going to play down, they're going to play up to them. I don't know. I hope they absolutely smash them. But uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. And then that Mavs Jazz game should actually be really good too. So I, I'm. I think this all all these games are going to be really really good. I'll probably have fatigue after watching the Nets Lakers game, and probably be falling asleep at that point in time. Um, so I probably won't see Luca play, but whatever, it'll be all right. There's not uh many. There's three Christmas games: uh, football, Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals, Packers, Dolphins. At one o'clock, I'm assuming it's at one o'clock. Like mm-hmm. I, I would tune in to that, but otherwise, I'm probably gonna be watching basketball the rest of the night. You know, I unfortunately, if if these teams were healthier, Broncos Rams would have been a huge game. Yeah, if these teams were healthy and playing at what we thought they'd be playing when the schedule <laughs> was made, and Yikes. Bucks, if the if Kyler, uh, you know, was healthy and this team was was playing better, uh, you know, Bucks Cardinals would be a huge game. It would as well. Uh, but yeah, I I love Christmas basketball. I've I've mentioned it to you. It's kind of when I really like lock in on on the NBA, but I've I've I stay true to my promise to you, dude. I've been watching more basketball. So good. You should. Yeah, earlier than I said I was too. So mm-hmm. I'm here. We're here doing it. But real quick, do you care? MLB edition. The uh, Red Sox let Xander Bogarts go. I know you guys talked about it last week, like a 13-year deal for way too much money. Uh, mm-hmm. Said he was insulted by the Red Sox offer of you know a one-year $30 million deal. Now, uh, there are reports that after spring training, Rafael Devers will not, their star third baseman, the Red Sox star third baseman, will not offer uh, in- entertain, uh, you know, uh, contract extensions and uh they're quote-unquote galaxies apart the red sox agent said uh the devers agent uh so so there's that 
This is also a team that, you know, traded Mookie Betts for Alex Verdugo and a bunch of prospects that won the top prospect, Jeter Downs, that they got. They just DFA'd. So there's that. Uh, and then I also was combing through something. I guess I'll, I'll first ask the question. Devers in the Red Sox are galaxies apart. Do you care? Well, as I said already, that the Red Sox are going to – they have already blown this, and he will not be there. I don't know what they're doing in their front office, um, but uh, I guarantee they wish they had Theo back because uh, this would be an absolutely different situation. But uh, I don't care. I hope the Red Sox just keep losing everybody that they've gained. I really don't care for them. Uh, yeah, I, I care for the fact that, like, Rafael Devers is – you know, an all-star player mm-hmm. and a great young talent in this league. And the Red Sox fans, even though they are obnoxious and awful for the most part, it, this is my own opinion as a Yankee fan living in New England for as long as I had. Um, but you, you're you the Boston Red Sox. I was having a discussion with one of my fraternity brothers, Eric, about this. We've been talking about this for weeks now, but, you know, uh, their GM, the Red Sox GM, was was the GM in Tampa for a long time. And I don't know if he just kind of feels like they can win, you know, the way the Rays win. So you don't need Mookie Betts necessarily. You don't need to be locked down to Xander Bogarts at like a huge number. But these are like really good players. And Mookie Betts is, is you know, a Hall of Famer. So this is the 2018 Red Sox lineup that won the World Series against the Dodgers. This is their starting lineup. Mookie Betts with the Dodgers traded for nothing. Alex, Andrew Benintendi, he's now with the White Sox, you know, was just recently with the Yankees. Before that, he was with the Royals, traded for nothing that really panned out. Steve Pierce, retired. J.D. Martinez, he's now with the Dodgers. He left in free agency. Xander Bogarts just left a free agency. Brock Holt's a free agent. He probably should just be retired. Devers, of course, going to probably be leaving. Christian Vasquez, who was traded to the Astros last year for nothing and is now just signed with the Twins. And Jackie Bradley Jr., who is a free agent but should have probably retired two years ago. Man, that stinks. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if we lost Aaron Judge, I mean, we've talked about it all season. And not that Aaron Judge and Devers are on the same scope or or Xander Bogarts, but like you're the freaking Boston Red Sox. What are you doing? You can't keep your homegrown guys. Like Mookie Betts doesn't deserve the contract that he got, the the going rate for an outfielder in 2020 or whenever he signed that deal. I you got nothing. I don't care about them. <laughs> I know you don't care. I mean, ultimately, I don't care. I'm I'm happy. The AL East is a you know a a war zone. It's it's you know one less team that's going to be really good. You know, uh, I'm me. Speaking of of teams that are pretty good and at spending money, at least um, the Mets just signed Adam Ottavino, re-signed him to a two year deal worth fourteen million dollars. That means the Mets payroll, as we are speaking right now, is $358 million. They have far exceeded the salary cap, luxury tax, Cohen tax threshold with the taxes 
their payroll, they will be paying $446 million on their team. Do you care? I only care for this fact. It's just it's just ironic how the tables have turned when teams were saying when the Yankees were in the middle of their heyday uh, that they were buying World Series and now teams are spending way more than the Yankees. It's just it's uh, hilarious to me. Dodgers out here buying up every free agent that they possibly could just to lose. Um, I mean, not saying that they haven't won one in recent memory, but uh, yeah, I just. I find it funny watching any team's payroll be beyond the Yankees. And these are some of the people that uh, teams that we're talking about and their fan base is saying that, you know, the Yankees are buying world series. That's why I just find it to be hilarious. So that's the only reason I care outside of that. I don't really care what the Mets are doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't either. And we've basically, we've seen it. We've lived it. We're paying for a team doesn't mean anything. Uh, but that's a dude. That's a lot of money. Well, you know, uh, you want to know what's also a lot of money? What's a lot uh, of money? $3 million. And that is what the fan that caught the 60-second home run ball of Aaron Judge yeah. was offered was $3 million. He decided to go to the auction where he won, and the auction ended at $1.5 million. But you screwed up. <laughs> you had $3 million in your hand. And then, if you were smart, you would have asked for multiple autographs. You could have kept what you wanted and sold some more. So you probably would have been somewhere above probably $3.5 million, depending on what you did and what merch you got. But you got $1.5 million. Now, How would he get to say merch? that. Like merch from Judge? Yeah. Would a lot of people to surrender would... the ball? Well, what a lot of people do in those situations, as you remember with the, the Jeter one, is they, they gave him season tickets. Yeah, you get uh, something from the team or the player, but yeah, like, but you can you can you can negotiate with them, right? You but you're you gonna do. give you're gonna give Judge the ball. You're not gonna get money for the ball. You don't own the ball anymore. You own like season tickets and a couple autographs. Judge was gonna pay three million for the ball. Judge was not gonna pay three million. That was literally the offer that was on the table. Ooh, three million for the it ball. was from Judge. It was from Judge. From my understanding, it was from well, Judge. Well, then I hope million. he. If he wanted that ball that bad for three million, I hope he, I hope he, he auctioned or it. Someone yeah, else paid yeah. a, one and a half for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I I can't see a baseball. It wasn't like he broke the all time home run record or something. I, I mean, couldn't see that ball being worth more than three million dollars. I would have taken that deal at the time, but here I I don't have close to that money. And I think this guy was like a hedge fund manager or something. Whatever he was, I mean, Whatever. he still got one point five million still out of three, it. Regardless, still one and a half million. Yeah, so I mean, he still he still won in that Good sense. For him. But yeah, I would have taken that first offer. Um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't care how much that guy got. If you were asking me if I care, do you? Care? No, I, I was just stating that. I just care. I don't care about any of the baseball. Do you care? I just wanted to get baseball into the podcast. Yeah, I know you, and I was going to say something about that too because you can't go without getting baseball in it, but. You know, it's whatever. I just want to talk about how the Red Sox won't pay their homegrown studs. That's all. It's, it's, I just enjoy it very much. So, so keep doing it, Red Sox Nation. Have fun with it. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, big, big weekend going on. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And same uh, to you, your lady and, and all that. Enjoy the, uh, the festivities. I'd be very happy when this is over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just, 
I have the spirit, but it's just all the planning and everything that goes into it is just overrated. Next year, I will definitely be on an island. Uh, so there, you will have to find somebody because I won't be here the for podcast. next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, I, I wish the same to you and yours uh, and to all that are listening uh, that celebrate uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, wish you nothing but joy uh, and love during this time. Uh, embrace your loved ones. Uh, you you don't know how long you have them here. So cherish that time with them. Uh, some people wish that they can have their loved ones with them during this holiday that don't have the chance to do it. So don't take it for granted for sure. Beautifully said. I can't say anything better than that. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. We'll, we'll be back next week. But for Brandon, I am Sam. Episode 81, Chasing Points Podcast in the books. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, make sure you check us out on the social medias at Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. Till next week. Ho, ho, ho. Make sure you DM me with all your Coquito plugs. I will take all the Coquito. And I appreciate all of you so much. Coquito. Thank you.